0: All right, it's obvious, we're in unusual times. Uh, As far as last week, we had kind of a business-type meeting. Um, We don't hardly have any of those. I don't know if I've ever done that ever in the 25 years. So if you happen to miss it, they did record it. So if you want to, we talked about the tenets of faith and what we believe we have to do uh, to protect the ministry and the calling of God. So if you missed that and want to get into that and see that or hear that, rather, And then if you need clarification, you can always call the office and we'll get back to you. All right. It's obvious our nation is not what it used to be. Um, Even becoming a citizen is not what it used to be. And I believe one of the um, biggest um, things that have caused the failure of our nation is the mixture that we now have in our nation it was pretty clear where we were. You know, you love baseball, apple pie, and the Lord. Uh, that's about as simple as it was years ago, and, and now it's so confusing, and um, all these different languages. I mean, it was just obvious you spoke English, and but all this stuff has come in and kind of has blurred all the lines of our nation for years, and that also has filtered in to the house of God and to the church and to the Word of God. So... Um, I believe that it's um, called of God to make things crystal clear to you, to those who for whatever reason feel the drawing of God to to come here, to look to the Word of God for answers, it's pretty confusing out there or scary, and so we need crystal clear direction, and I want you to know this, so I hope that you take coming to the house of God seriously and Listen to what God has to say. Not only is he going to uh, describe what is going on, what has caused our current situation, it seems like our inability to have any power, strength, or glory, uh, the confusion and the craziness of our world, Uh, but there's also in that, there's the calling on what you're supposed to be doing and what you are to do uh, in these last days. And remember, like um, Mordecai told Esther, hey, don't think, if you don't step up, don't think this is not going to affect you. You remember the story of Mordecai? And and, and she, was to, she was the queen, you know, and she thought because she was a knockout, she's so beautiful. Now, God had her in that position for such a time as this. And she stepped up and came through, and that's what you got to do. But Mordecai warned her because it looked like everything was against her and not much for her. And he said, look, You better check this out because if you don't step up and you go hide, don't think this is not going to affect you. It's the same with us. You can buy your dry bananas, but you better put for sale your cave because God is not going to want you to go living in a cave when you're supposed to be stepping up. So here we go. Mixture is what's called uh, this morning's message. Mixture. We're going to look at Nehemiah 13, and we're going to see how God is against. He's absolutely against mixture. And it it has happened to our nation. We have weakened our nation with mixture. We just have. Uh, We have weakened the church, like we've said. And actually, if you be honest, you know when you permit things that really shouldn't be in your life to come into your life. And what's it do? It never makes you stronger. It never makes you greater or in the things of God or more in tune with God. It always makes you weaker. And you've got to come to that crossroads or point where you come to the altar and say, God, forgive me for letting this back in my life. So God doesn't want things in your life, and you have to have enough faith and trust to believe God that he knows what's best for you and I. Our hearts are desperately wicked. Our hearts, and guys who shall know it? But God does. God knows. And so you and I must totally lean upon God to guide us through all these icebergs that the enemy is throwing at us, and you will sail through to the other side. Okay. 13 verse one, it says, "On the same day as the book of Moses was being read, again, and maybe a church service, the people found a statement which said that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever be permitted to enter the assembly of God. For they had not been friendly to the Israelites when they left Egypt. Instead, they hired Balaam to curse them, though our God turned the curse into a blessing. When the law was read, all those of mixed ancestry were immediately expelled from the assembly. God is not into mixture. Now look, they might have had all the familiar excuses that we have. Oh, uh, that command was long ago. That's that's Old Testament. This is different times now. This is 2015. Things are different now. Let's not go overboard. Or how about this one? Love wins. You must stay clear and focused. Your sword must be sharp. You must get in the word of God more now than you have ever gotten in the word so you can stay clear. Because the world blows a lot of smoke. Love wins. Sounds wonderful. This mixed multitude that God's talking to. Listen, this refers to those who wanted to associate with the people of Israel, but did not want to count the cost and make a full commitment. They wanted to associate. They wanted to be on the outskirts. They wanted to be involved, make a few business connections. Maybe like in the, uh, the courts that were around the tabernacle, the most outer court, the profane place. Yeah, I go to church. And we've become this polluted mixture. No longer strong in the glory of God or in the holiness of God or the commitment of God. The greatest testimony to this is social media. Look at it. It's insane what we say. Not what the world says. The world says what they say like you used to say. But now this is supposed to be in you. God living in your heart and when you say various things that are so contrary to the word of God there has to be a mixture something has had to happen some kind of compromise and so this church must be a truth center where you can actually hear the truth no matter what the cost or no matter how much harm it causes you or me. Hosea 7 8 says this Ephraim hath mixed herself or himself. Ephraim hath mixed himself among the people. You were never to be mixed. Comes to marriage, what does God say? Hey, what fellowship have dark with lightness or with light? What dark, what fellowship have darkness with light? That's the ultimate. You can't. You can't marry an unsaved woman or man. I don't care how many muscles, how much job, how many beautiful looks she has. You can't. That's what the Word of God says. Ephraim hath mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. We used this scripture before. Strangers, listen to these. Strangers have devoured his strength. What strangers? Those who don't line up with the Word of God. Those who don't believe in the Word of God, they're strangers. And they come in and they rob us of our strength. Because love wins. We just paint this collage of whatever. Strangers have devoured his strength. Now here's the scary part. And they don't even know it. They don't know it. Look at this part. Gray hairs are here and there upon him, yet he knoweth it not. That means they've been in this way so long now that their hair's turning gray and they still don't know it. We're aging and weakening and don't even know it. How silly would it be For me to try to act as strong as I was, even if it was a little bit, as strong as I was back then. this is me getting now out of the back of a pickup truck. I hate it, but I can't just jump anymore with these knees. I'll plant my face on the concrete. They just don't work like they did. And this is what they're saying here. How silly. Now you're old. And I see, I, I see it in the world. It looks so ridiculous. Someone my age, shirt buttoned here, if buttoned, 50 million gold chains hanging on them. Dude, you need to look in the mirror. It's truth. This is what the Word of God says. We have mixed, we have become mixed and polluted. And God is in the poor, like we talked about last week, about how much truth do you want, or two weeks ago. God is now saying, That's it. I want my bride beautiful, clean, a chaste virgin when she comes to me. We don't have the inability, we, are, we don't have the ability anymore to clean ourselves up. We come with black stuff all over our face or whatever it is, red stuff, blue, and we think, Yeah, well, I look pretty good. And then someone else says, Oh, you look horrible. Someone else says, well, that's not bad. Love wins. And God's got to come in and say, no, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what's right. And this is what he's doing now. And this mixture that is in all of us, you've got to get it out of you. And then see what you're called to do in these last days of this crazy nation getting so dark. So strangers have come in. We have mixed ourselves with strangers who are not devoted to this. And they have devoured our strength because this is our strength. This is it. This is our strength. Verse 10 says, And the pride of Israel testifies to his face and they do not return to the Lord their God nor seek him for all of this. All that's going on as far as our nation has plummeted We're still not coming together humbling ourselves and say, oh my gosh. Ephraim also is like a silly dove without heart. They call to Egypt and they go to Assyria. It's we're flirting all the time, fleeting back and forth to the world, mixture with the world. The world does this, it's okay, we do that, it's okay. It's like a silly dove is what God calls it. This cake that's not turned, this ephraim, this this means total worthlessness. Any of you were coming to our house, and we're not having a picnic. If any of you were coming to our house and we served a cake half-baked, or if it ends up half-baked, half-hour before you came, Ruth would never serve it. Throw it away. And yet God says, this is what we have become to the world. Who's supposed to eat and taste and see how good God is, by our example. And we're a cake never turned. So we're burnt, half done, not good for anything. Ephraim is worthless. Like a silly dove, always flirting with the world. Without heart. No heart. Which I like to say, no spit. To hang in there with God. God. This is what we have become. Hosea 7.14 goes on and says, listen now, this is us. And they have not cried unto me with their heart. With their heart. Our very own wives or girlfriends, however you want to put it, know when we're only giving them lip service, dudes. They know when our heart's not in it. And God says, You sing, or whatever, you cry you you have not cried unto me with your heart. Job says, But none saith, Where is God my Maker, who gives songs in the night? Where is he? And the Bible saying that they're saying, no one's asking, Where is God? California is about a dried up prune. You don't see anybody on the airway saying, let's come together and pray. They used to. They used to pray like crazy for rain or whatever weather conditions. They would come together. They used to call the nation to fast and pray during wars. When's the last time any of our presidents have called? Because no one. Because it's so mixed. Well, you don't do that. That's not politically correct. Scripturally correct but not politically correct, and so we have mixed, and now we've lost our strength. Hosea seven sixteen New Living Translation says this, They look everywhere except to heaven, to the Most High. They are like a crooked bow that always misses its target. Their leader will be killed by their enemies because of their insolence towards me. Then the people of Egypt will laugh at them. That's what's coming our way. Deuteronomy says this. You shall not sow your vineyard with different kinds of seed. These are laws that God gave his people when he was forming them into a nation. Look, a peculiar people, special people, sanctified, called out to be God's witnesses. To be the mouthpiece of God, the oracles of God, the Jews. And God says, I want you to do this, 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 this. Not because he's a mean old prune face. He wanted him to stand out and be different. Peculiar, special, holy. And we went, nah. So now we're so mixed. God even said to them, you should not sow your vineyard with different kinds of seed lest the yield of the seed which you have sown and the fruit of your vineyard be defiled. This is what happens. Each of these laws was meant to separate Israel from her pagan neighbors. Look, look, that's what America was to be. That's what first Israel was supposed to be. And then America. That's what we were supposed to be. Pagan cultures, it was common to combine different kinds of seeds in the vineyard, to plow with an ox and a horse, or an ox and a donkey. Or remember, to wear a garment of wool and linen mixed together. The combination really doesn't much matter. The whole fact is, is Israel was not to imitate the pagan occult customs of their neighbors. We had blue laws, which, who remember blue laws? Who lived when blue laws were gone? Probably less than 15 or 20 of us. Blue walls, laws, where you did nothing on Sunday except go to church and honor God. That's what they were. And I do I do remember, You have, if you had to get gas, you got it on Saturday. Because there was no gas stations open. To where we are now. See, we're, we're so mixed. We've lost our strength. And God is wanting to change all that. 1 Peter 1.15 says this, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Everything you talk because it's written, this is why you do it. Be ye holy, for I am holy. And when you're married to a stranger, they go, that's dumb. But when you're not, you see it, and you're like, God, help me. In every word, everything I say, my actions, reactions, let them be holy. But We're so mixed now. Philippians 1.27, listen to this. Oh, let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whenever, whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, Listen, with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. Where's that at? James says this, out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these ought not to so be. Blessings and cursing. Jesus, I love you. Ah, Jesus Christ. I even hate using that for an example. It sounds horrible. It goes, does a, does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Ours do. So the world's looking at us and, what's the big deal? Verse 12 says, can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt, water, and fresh. Mixture. Robs us of our strength. I was cutting grass the other day, listening to Carter Collins preach a couple weeks ago, and I almost fell off the lawnmower laughing. Because he was talking about how watered down, how silly, how we, even little lies, little white lies, which don't even exist, right? Lies a lie. And he was sitting there listening to this guy's testimony, going on and on and on, one of those great big testimonies, and the guy beside him says, You know what, I know him? His testimony changes every time he gives it and this is what the guy calls his testimony it's a testaphony in 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 front of god on a stage talking to people of god you testaphony to make yourself look good or sound good no fear of god goes on and says look mixture absolutely robs us of our strength deuteronomy giving you a scripture many times Many, many times. And it says, The camp must be holy. For the Lord your God moves around in your camp to protect you and to defend your enemies. Defeat your enemies. Our camp. It must be holy. It must be. Because God moves around in us to protect and to defeat the enemies. You remember it was the land of Goshen? The Israelites were in this little little land, and all around them was having all the diseases and all the death, and, all, and this little land of Goshen had nothing because God said, there'll be nothing there. I will protect my people. And that's what God is wanting us. Because don't you think that the heathen, just the, the regular rank heathen after a while, was going to go, man, what do they have that I don't have? I want what they got! Right now, we're so mixed, there's nothing separating us that the world's clamoring for anything. You work beside somebody in a factory and he goes, blankety blank! And you go, yeah, blank. Nothing. Because of mixture. The camp must be holy, for the Lord your God moves around in your camp to protect you and defeat your enemies. He must not say, see any shameful thing among you. Hey, gosh. Social media, look at it. Sometimes I wish I was a mixture of Chuck Norris, Muhammad Ali, because I'd like to say some things on that Facebook. I would. I'd be beat up. I know I would. I mean, it's just, just don't you know the Word of God? I mean, it's not like, go ahead. You'll say, go ahead. It's not going to make them go, oh, yes, he's right. It's, not, it's just so far that it's so mixed. And when the world goes, and I have them on my Facebook, I have plenty of them, hold on to your religious garb, that say F all on Facebook. But I don't delete them. I expect them to do that. I understand that. They don't know any better. I was the best at it. But I keep them on there because of all the godly stuff I try to put on there. In the Word of God. It's when the us, those are the ones I want to delete. I do. Like, you're kidding. You don't understand how much damage we're doing more than the world. You expect that. It all comes from mixtures. What's one little sip going to, well, in order to become a, a drunk with your brain cells destroyed, it has to start with a sip. What's one little peak at a woman? Well, in order to end up divorced and giving all yourself to a stranger because your li- wife left you, you have to have one little peak. Oh, I guess it's 2015. We have to remain a truth center. We just absolutely have to, because it's going to, the, the dam has been broken now. And the waters are rushing all through our nation. Now you can't have certain flags up. You know, I know the big stink is over the, uh, I don't even, never even think of it. What is it called, the flag? The Confederate flag. The big stink is over that. And I, look, there's so much wrong with America. We'd have to take everything down. So there's this Confederate flag that say that's demeaning and horrible to our blacks, and I understand that. I saw on Facebook they put the uh, emblem or the picture or the symbol of um, parent thing. What's that called? Planned Parenthood, PP, and they want to know which one was more detrimental and destroyed blacks. It's it's that one. It's that one. But see, it's politically correct. And so there's no, it's, it's we are so fouled up as a nation, we no longer, we're staggering around groping. We've lost our eyes, and lost our sense, and lost our ability, because it's only the Word of God that makes things crystal clear. It's insane. It's just like, it's crazy to see the, how did this happen, and yet I find myself in part of the blame, and so God, what do we do now? I have a church, people that come to hear the truth. And this is it, mixture. You need to be serious when you come to this altar. And you not kneel, or hopefully if you do come and say, God, what is mixture in my life? Don't come to me for a list It's not a man-made list. It's a heart thing with God. Because God knows your heart. And when this mixture goes, the glory comes. The bridegroom comes. Which is the only answer for the mess we're in. How about the story of Samson? Judges 16:18 And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the Lords of the Philistines, saying, "Come up this once, for he hath showed me all his heart." Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. And she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head, and she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson, and they're upon us, church. They're upon us. We've been asleep in the lap of the world, and they've shaved us of all our strength and glory and sanctification and purification. And he awoke out of his sleep, and he said, I will go as at other times before, shake myself. And he knew not that the Lord had departed. That's where we are as a nation. But it cannot be here. I'll probably stand before God, the judgment seat of the Lord, longer than anybody. For all the various things that had to do with this. But this one thing, I want God to say, you told him the truth. How about the beginning of Samson? What was the big deal at the beginning of Samson? Oh, my gosh. It was so much to be separated, the beginning of Samson. Remember? Judges 13:1, and the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them to the hand of the Philistines 40 years. We are being delivered into the world. We're on this ship, remember I said, going in the wrong direction. Some of us are saying, wrong direction. The rest are partying with the ship. So our voice is not being heard, and we know that destruction is coming. And what's awesome is God has always raises someone up. And I'm hoping that New Hope was one of them. And there was a certain man of Zora, the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren and bearest not. But thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, don't be drinking wine nor strong drink. And don't eat anything unclean. No mixture. While this child was forming in her mother. Crazy. Even the world knows that. They're doing all these commercials. You see them? This child that's kind of all fouled up, malnutrition, 2.1 pounds, and the mother's there. I was a smoker. Or I drank. Even the world knows. Verse 5 says, for lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head. For the shal, child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. He is to be peculiar, different, not like the world. I wonder what the next fad the world's going to do and we'll all just line up. Different. Special, peculiar. Jeremiah, New Living Translation says, For I know the plans I have for you. These are still true today. These are plans for good, not for disaster. To give your future, and to give you a future and a hope, even in the midst of this chastity. Even when you would take your child, you should, and you better, with the the rod of correction wasn't fun, it wasn't pleasure, it wasn't getting any joy out of it, but it was for their good. And they would never swear to it, but it was. That's what God's doing to us. God says, I have plans for you if you don't run. Remember Judges 16, 21, here's the end now. Of Samson. But the Philistines took him, put out his eyes, and brought him down to Gaza, bound him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. That's like the church doesn't have any eyes. And they can't see right or wrong anymore, black or white, up or down. There's so much, and all the sheep are going, which which way? He says this, they say that, he says this, and I'm talking about church people behind pulpits. So confusing and so mixed. No wonder God says, you know what? That's it. Build an ark. There's only one thing to do and that's to wash this place out. No wonder. No wonder when he comes back, he's going to say, you know what? We're going to set this thing on fire. We're going to burn all this dead stuff up. Ezekiel 22, 26, New King James says, her priests, that's me, but who else is it? Say it louder, John. Aren't you royal priesthood? Okay. Her priests have violated my law. They profaned my holy things. We have. They have not uh, distinguished between the holy and the unholy. True. We do whatever they do nor have they made known the difference between the unclean and the clean. For sure. And they have hidden their eyes from my Sabbaths so that I am profaned among them. This is what's been happening. 2 Chronicles 6 says, New Living, What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? Well, just because love wins. No, no, that's not true. That's because you're not a Christian. That's the truth. Do you understand that? That's the truth. When the things of God is not in you and it's not mulled over in your heart and comes out in your life and reflection in your walk, you either got to compromise or say the truth. And who's saying the truth anymore these days? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? There can't be. You don't see Christ. Hey, there's none of that. How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? What happened when they dragged that temple, they god in front of God? What happened? God said, well, that's all right. They don't understand what they're doing. They're a bunch of heathens. They're lost. They don't know nothing anyway. What happened? The idol went over. They picked it back up and set it back. What happened? God knocked it over, took its heads off and its hands, and we keep dragging them. Now we got a stump. God says, "No, no, 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 no! I don't care if you say it's okay to do this, okay to do that, it's okay to do that. It's not. I don't care if you have a pastor that won't say it. It's still not." So it says that unclean, and they have hidden their eyes from my Sabbath so that I am profaned among them. There can be no harmony, verse 16, no union. Verse 17 simply says, therefore, because of all this, because of what's going on, he says, come out from among them and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. It's come out from that mixture. He said, don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you. Well, there you go. Politically correct or scripturally correct? Don't touch them or cave and touch them or have God come to you and welcome you. But the masses, well, let me tell you something. The masses drowned. Eight went in the ark. The masses drowned. God says, don't touch, and I will welcome you, and I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now, look, here's, I know you know all this, but you got to do it. Now, Matthew 5, 8 says, blessed or happy are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That's what we need in here. We need a revelation of God. We need the manifest presence of It's your kind of glory of God in here to where you go. (laughs) Pure in heart, will see it. Now, all that I've hammered about is what we have become over the years. This was going on long before I got saved, the mixture. And now the fruits of it are coming to pass by laws in our nation. And here we are for such a time as this. Here's the most important scripture of the whole thing. 1 Corinthians 14.8 For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound who shall prepare himself for the battle? I am trumpeting right now amongst thousands all over our nation who who knows what they're saying. I, I, I can't help that but I can't help this one. If the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, you understand, remember we told you a long time ago, there were such massive amounts of Jews in the wilderness, and they didn't have iPhones. Meet me at Exxon, 2 o'clock. They had trumpets. And one blast meant this, two blasts meant that. Three short ones meant attack, hurry. One long one maybe that meant big meeting, and that's how they would prepare. So you can't have one going, beep, and another going, The so people would go, what, do we come, do we not? Do we grab my sword, or is it just do so I grab a pencil and paper? What are we having a meeting, or are we having a war? That's what's going on in our land. The only way back to the clear sound is the truth. Blow your trumpet in Zion. blow your trumpet on the job. Do your job. You're, you're there to work. You're there to teach them English? Teach them English. But if someone corner, corners you in a lady's room or out there having a sandwich in here, what do you think about all this? Blow your trumpet in Zion. Uncertain sound simply means having no crystal clear meaning. No crystal clear clear meaning. And that's what's going on. Joshua 6, 5 says, And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend. Now, today, we wouldn't be able to do that we'd be going, was that two two shots or was that one long? What did he say? Well, the one on channel 51 said, and one on channel 11 said, well, they don't believe in that anymore. Well, this was, you got to just get back to the trumpet. I don't want to pray for my enemies. I want to kick them. I do. Don't you? Well, that's the trumpet says, no, you've you got to pray for them. Pray for those who what? Despitefully. Can't stand your guts. Pray for them. That's what the trumpet says. So are you are going to ignore that? It says it in there. Don't play with it. Don't change the definition. Don't shorten up the length of the blast. You're going to cause great confusion. The long blast of the trumpet was giving the people of God the exact, precise directions for what to do. And that's what this word is doing. If you want to hear it. Proverbs 30 verse 12 says, There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes, and yet is not washed from their filthiness. That has to be this, John. Maybe every preacher has said that, but man, that has to be. Just has to be. Everybody just believes what they want to do, do what they want to do, say what they want to say. That message I heard a long time ago and incorporated in here about we've become our own high priest. Oh, gosh, that is so true. That all has to go so that we can get back to the pureness. The holiness of God, and then we'll see God. And when we hit a note and strum, it'll vibrate with the presence of God. Isaiah tells us judgment is turned away backwards, justice standeth afar off, for truth is fallen in the streets. And isn't that true? Truth is being kicked around like a can in the streets. No one wants to stand for truth. No one wants to say the truth for fear of losing their job or fear of something. Truth has fallen. And God is saying to New Hope, you are the salt of the earth. Do you understand the great responsibility you have? You are the salt of the earth. Now listen, but if the salt has lost his savor, Wherewith shall it be salted? If you no longer taste like salt, God says, I'm through with you. I'm done with you. You're good for nothing to be thrown out into the pile. You have to be salty with truth. You have to be. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its saltiness, wherewith shall it be salted? How will the earth be salted? which is a form of purification or keeping decay away, is the salt. So if we've lost our saltness, and we have, then decay takes over, and it is! So we've got to come to the altar and say, God, oh, please, make me salty again! Thenceforth, it's good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden down under the foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. That is what we're called to be in the midst of this filth that's going on. More now than ever. We haven't had any horrible storms that knock out power too much. But if you did at midnight and it's pitch black in your house and the only thing you had working was one of those four-watt candle things that sit by your window on a battery, it would look like a beacon. You'd go around trying to find wherever you put your keys or your watch but that four-watt little bulb that you never thought anything about until the darkness came. A little four-watt bulb. Maybe that's all you think you are. Can you see how bright that will be? in this darkness that has gripped our nation. They're totally lost. They are groping, have no idea of truth anymore. Somebody has to stand for truth. And not the truth you think, but the truth that is in this Word of God, whether you like it or not, beings or not. Now, let me tell you something. If you're sitting by me in the marriage supper of the Lamb, and they serve beans, I'm eating them. And I'm saying, this is awesome, God, because I do not want to be asked to leave. I'm eating what God puts before me. And you start by doing that now. You eat it. You have to. You have to. You are what God is working with. You're what God has to work with. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one can come unto the Father but by me, but by this truth. This place must be a truth center. It must be. It has to be. And you can't contradict the truth by your life. Where's Phil? Okay. I went up to see Aaron. Just had a beautiful baby girl, Molly. And Ma- Aaron was just telling me all kinds of things this wrong, that wrong, this happened, this happened, so much pain, this and that. You know, when they said you put that baby on your chest, you forget everything. No, you don't. It hurts so bad. I don't want. She's just going on and on. Get that baby off me. I still hurt. And I went, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron! I've known Aaron since she was little. And I said, Aaron, you didn't have any clothing that said New Hope on, did you? <laughs> and that's what she did. Bust out laugh I know it's funny, but the idea is somebody has to stand for the truth. And you just can't wear it as a trinket or a necklace. It has to be truth. It has to be meaningful. You live by it. And someone who never picks up the Word of God will understand and know the truth because they'll read you, their neighbor. And I, it's funny, the weirdest little things I think of at times. but cutting grass just a few days ago. It seems like we're still cutting grass twice a week around here. And I have a nice weed eater, but it's cantankerous. It's... Sometimes it'll start and just be great. So I brought it up to the front and had on to work and put a nice string in, it's real nice, filled up with gas, pumped a little thing. And I'm in a driveway where the sun's beating down and it won't start. That must've pulled it 63 times. It's like, yes, I was counting. And you can just literally see the drops hitting the concrete. And I had a split second thought I'd like to bust this thing in seven million pieces, but I thought, now you can't, you can't freak out over this and all your nape and You're going praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Come to our church, and they see me going, you stupid piece. <laughs> Is it true? You think really think God cares that I. Was going to or not freak out over that stupid lawnmower because of it? I believe he does care. Yes, I do. I believe he does care. Did he care when Moses says, you people drive me crazy? Drink! And they were filthy, bad mouth and probably cussing like sailors. They are doing everything. And he's probably like, God's going to kick their... What did God do? What did God say? <clears throat> Come here, Moses. Me. Because why? He misrepresented almighty to the loss. How are you doing? I know all of you want to and believe New Hope should be the truth center. And you're going to pray for it. I believe that. But you understand, you're New Hope. You're the truth center at the school you teach at, the job where you're the secretary, the truck you're driving, Whatever, you, wherever you're at, your hairstylist, you're the truth. You are the truth center. And you have to. Let's stand. You must stand for the truth. New Hope, young or old. No matter who you are, two weeks you got to dress for, you know, Probably, maybe you're already doing it now, summer football practice because the season's coming, you have to be the truth. You're a band practice, you're a cheerleader, but you have to be the truth. You have to be the truth center to that football team, to those cheerleaders, to that band, to that school, to that district You have to be the truth. You have to be the bearer of the truth. The truth bearer. You carry it, the truth you have to be. Don't let truth fall in the streets. Don't let it fall in your school, in your job, in your neighborhood, in your work. Don't let it fall. You hold the truth. Whether they all mock you and laugh at you, you hold the truth up. The pure in heart are going to see God. That's our altar call. You've got something to play nice and holy. The pure in heart, they shall see God. The pure in heart, New Hope, come to this altar. Don't leave one out. One person, Achan, caused many to die. Many might be coming, but it only takes one to mess up the move of God. Say, God, I'm just coming. Be a truth bearer. Use me, God. Let me be that four watt bulb to this lost and dying, dark, blind world.